your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from MileHighSticking.com with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And we have arrived to Friday, which is Game 7 Day. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you are not up, excited, and ready for this, uh, I don't I don't know what will. The only thing that can really match us, obviously, is a Stanley Cup Game 7. Right now, as I'm recording this, there still is no time for this game. So... Uh, I, I have in my, uh, sports app, I'm, I'm starting to record this just as the Golden Knights and Canucks game is about to drop the puck. If the Golden Knights win that game, obviously that series is done. If they lose that game and you will know that by the time you're listening to this Friday morning or whenever you listen to Friday throughout the day. They have the Canucks and Golden Knights playing Friday as well at 1 o'clock Eastern time. And the only other game on the schedule for Friday is Dallas and Colorado. So I don't know what to... I mean, if we can go off of that, would they play it shortly after that? Um, It remains to be seen. If if, they update it by the end of me recording the show, obviously I'll report on that but right now there is no time for that game flyers and islanders at four and four right now four to four right now that's a great game um so before we get into things for today follow the show on uh, social media outlet so game seven what can we expect um i had said it in the the day before game six that if we had gotten to a game seven we would, you know, discuss how teams come out to play because for game six, how I thought teams were going to come out to play didn't really happen. How those both teams, how they came out in game six is what I expect in a game seven. Both were were not slow by any means, but both were just kind of testing the waters to see what the other team was doing, how the other team was going to play against them. Um, and then <clears throat> they got kicked up into high gear around halfway point of the first period. That was a typical game seven atmosphere in a game six, which was surprising to see from really both team standpoint and maybe a little bit more so from Colorado because you want to be the aggressor. If you're the team that's down in the series, you don't want to give up that first goal. You can do that by being aggressive, uh, but you want to get that first goal. So you need to be a little bit more aggressive, I think, in a game like that. <clears throat> now, everything is even. Now it's a one-game series, so I think you're going to get a lot of that in the beginning. You're going to probably see a recreation of the first half of the first period in Game 7. You're not going to see any penalties. If you do, it'll be a not, not a boneheaded penalty. It'll just be a... a accidental penalty um i think teams are just going to play it very safe not necessarily going to be short shifting but i think they're just going to get the flow of the game get their legs under them 
and then play their style of game. For the Avalanche, that's a speed game. And with Hutchinson and goal, and everything is pointing to him still being there, I think at this point, well, let me finish this th- thought first. If if the if the way the Avalanche are going to have to play are defend so he doesn't get a barrage of shots at him because he's really unproven and he's untested. Sure, he's had a good stretch of a couple of games, uh, but I, I don't think we're relying on him <clears throat> to really carry us in this game. The Avalanche are going to need to score goals, uh, which both teams are. So I don't think that will be the issue. I think it's this is game seven for a unproven goalie. And you better believe Dallas is going to throw everything that they have at him and make him prove it. Make him prove that he really belongs. Um, and that is to say if he is the starting goalie. I, I think having two games that he has won, won he looked, he's looked good in both of them. He looked better in Game Six than he did in Game Five. Not that Game Five he was he was bad, but he just wasn't really tested that much in Game Five. Tested a lot more in Game Six, and he really answered the call more in Game Six, I would say, than Game Five. So if Francois is healthy, that's a really tough decision for Jared Bednar. <laughs> you go with the guy who has who has played well in the regular season, which is so long ago now, it's almost irrelevant. Or do you go with, and I said it in yesterday's show, Kyle, like the quote, air quotes, hot hand. If you go, I think if you go with either one of these guys, I think it's going to be a quick hook if the Avalanche get down by a couple goal, goals early. And even if it's not uh, Grubauer, or excuse me, not Grubauer, Francois in the starting role and he's the backup, you you know Bednar is going to bring him in relatively early if the Avalanche get down, and I think the the opposite is true. If it is Francois who is starting and he because he hasn't played in a little while and we don't know why, if it is some sort of injury, and it's his first game back from an injury and he lets up the first few goals in, he's coming right out. Let's hope it doesn't come to that, obviously, but we just got to lay it all out there now. For injuries. It looks like Matt Calvert was at practice, which is fantastic news. Still no sign of Eric Johnson. Philip Grubauer has gone home. He has left the bubble, so his playoffs are done. Um, <clears throat> and no- nothing on Gabe Landeskog, which I didn't think we would get. Calvert, I think if he's practicing, I think he's good to go. Landeskog, I'm iffy on. I just don't get a good feeling because he tried to come back and he came back kind of midway through the third, I think, and only had a couple shifts. Didn't really mix it up at all. So I don't think if my gut is telling me anything about Landeskog, I don't think he's going to play. He maybe he'll try to gut it out because it's a game seven, which I would completely respect, but I would be shocked if he plays at all. Um, and if he does play, if he can finish the game, I I, I don't know. I, he just looks like he took a, a slash to the leg, which from a skate, it's not easy to recover from that. But we shall see with that. Now, the Nathan McKinnon side of things, there's a pretty good article on uh, NHL.com right now. Something's got to give with this game because 
both teams, as far as Game 7s go, are on a losing streak. Colorado's is longer. So the Avalanche have lost four straight series going uh, playing a Game 7. They've lost four straight Game 7s. And the Stars have lost three straight Game 7s. So something's got to give there. And, and I think for Nathan McKinnon, they kind of focus him a little bit, focus in on him a little bit in this article, <clears throat> and how this is his third Game 7, and he hasn't won one yet. The first one was the Minnesota one. I believe that was the first one. had to be the first one. And then the next one was just last year against San Jose. So he's lost two Game 7s, and when you have superstar players, there's things that you hang hats on for them. And it could be if it's a quarterback, you know, fourth quarter drives or winning, you know, Super Bowls or, uh, you know, baseball clutch hitters, hitting home runs, driving in the game winning run, whatever the case may be. There's, there's things when you look to a player and say, you don't want to face this guy in, the, in, in this aspect. You don't want to face Nathan McKinnon in game seven. And he doesn't have that right now. So you better believe he does not want to go three game sevens and be known as the guy who can't seal the deal on a game seven because that will follow you around that that will be the one thing that anybody who's a, a nathan mckinnon hater or an avalanche hater or just say like they can't get over the hump and you look at game sevens that's going to be the one thing that he does not want to label is someone that can't come through in game seven he's been the best in these playoffs, bar none. And I think he's going to step it up even more because he, he wants this. He want, It's been well documented that he wants it. So, um, man, <laughs> this will be this will be a fun game to watch. It might be a little bit slow in the beginning, but you know this thing will pick up as the game goes on. Um, <clears throat> I, the way that this series has gone, the way the scoring has gone, I think you're going to see more of that. I don't think this game is going to be like an anomaly where it's going to be a one to nothing game. I think you're going to get four or five goals, possibly. It might need five goals to win this thing. So, and the Avalanche clearly are capable of that. And Dallas has shown this series that they are capable of that, which typically they're not. But you got to throw all that out the window because they've shown that they can score. Man. I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be great. So, all right, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll hear from the now infamous press conference yesterday from Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Um, so we'll we'll tune into that. Before we do, a message from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Uh, we've talked about Built Bar many times in the past. If you are a health freak and like your energy and protein bars, definitely give Built Bar a try. They have some amazing flavors, things like coconut almond and peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, and then six brand new flavors, including caramel brownie and one called, which I love, Kerry Barcia, like the ice cream. Um, very good for you. 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Insanely good. They taste like a candy bar. So if you go to locked on, or excuse me, if you go to builtbar.com, enter the code locked on, you get $10 off of your first order. And with that promo code, 
there's a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And this might still be there. It might not be. So you have to go to Built Bar, use the promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off your first order. And if there are still supplies, you might get a free cooler. I cannot guarantee that, but we haven't been told that they're out yet. So go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and at least get $10 off any order. Not just your first order order anymore. Any order. All right, we will be right back, and we're going to hear from superstar Nathan McKinnon and kind of superstar Miko Rantanen. It's quite a win, guys. Uh, the injuries keep piling up, and yet it seemed like you guys got faster, tougher, uh, more inspired as the game went along. Nathan, can you point – was there a turning point in that game where you think that happened? Uh, yeah, um, I think after the first, uh, they, we both both teams were a little sleepy. Um, I thought we had more to give. Um, I mean, personally, I was I was dog shit in the first period, um, but we uh, we battled back and um, had a good second, and uh, we really locked it down in the third. We we're really responsible defensively, no turnovers, and it was just a solid solid uh, game from everybody in the lineup. Uh, Nathan, I. Uh You've played in a game seven before, actually. Uh, this will be number two, I believe. Uh, no, number three, I believe. Uh, sorry. How can you uh, guys keep this kind of momentum? Do you think, despite all the injuries, despite everything else, uh, you know, can you? Can We're you good. Come in with that same I don't know mindset? about the, all the injuries you're talking. About. I mean, we had previous injuries, but you know, Gabe came back in the third for a couple of shifts. Um, you know, we're we're good. Um, but yeah, in terms of game seven. Um, you know, it's uh, my third one, I guess. Um, I haven't won one yet. I'm looking to change that in a couple of days here and um, excited for the challenge. It's going to be the toughest game for us to win. Um, I think we've created some momentum for our team and, um, you know, we're learning. I, I think, you know, right now we're either winning or learning and that's the, that's the key. Um, you know, looking for the same effort, same responsibility tonight. Uh, a little better start, but, you know, we're happy with our defensive game. We got one more upstairs in the media center, Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Yeah, Nathan, this has been a loose series, lots of goals all the way through up until tonight, and then it settles right down into what we, you know, this is the playoff kind of hockey we're used to. Uh, how does that work for your team? Is that part of why you win? Is, is that the goal to get out of these 5-4 games and play more games like this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd rather win 2-1 and then 5-4, especially this time of year. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, we were one of the best defensive teams this season, in the regular season. Uh, people don't really realize that. Really, really, you know, we really take pride in that. And, you know, it starts with Bedsy, preaches it, and, you know, all the guys uh, buy into that. So, you know, it's, um, it's definitely preferable hockey, the low-scoring games. Mike Chambers, Denver Post. Peter Steve. Nate, the... Uh... Special, in terms of special teams. Can you ask Miko a question, please? Sure. Well, it can go for either one. It's a special teams thing. Um, in terms of special teams, you guys struggled again on the power play, but in terms of the PK, you only took a single penalty. Just talk about, I guess, special teams in general, please. Yeah, I think everybody knows in our locker room, and especially the five guys or and the second unit on the power play, we can do... We can do a better job. There's some some good things we do, but 
more consistent. The chances we get, we get a lot of, a lot of chances in the last few games. We haven't been able to capitalize, but we just have to stay with it. Can't, can't go down on it. You know, we just have to, have to stick with it. And about PK, I think guys did a good job today. Uh, only one penalty, so we were disciplined. So that's that's a good thing, obviously. Ryan Clark, the Athletic. Miko, how would you describe not only your defensive performance as a whole as a team, but how important Michael Hutchinson has been? Because when you look at what he's done for you guys, he's been a critical part of why you're going to a game seven. Yeah, he's been really good in this these two games. He's it's not easy to come in, come in as a third goalie and haven't played in a in a long time, but he's been he's been really good for us and and uh, the whole team trust trust him. So so it's uh, it's important and I'm I'm happy for him. David Satriano, NHL.com. Uh, this is for whichever one of you guys wants to answer. Um, how how much how difficult is it, I guess, to put this performance, pretty good performance, behind and just say this is one game, but we got to look forward, you know, to a, a new game and what we did here, kind of just goes out the window. No, I don't think so. Um, I think you build. Um, you know, I think that's the key. You have to, like I said, you have to learn from what you did uh, well every night and what you need to work on. And we're going to do that. We're going to review this game, find some things that we need to improve on, but also build on, on the positive things. You can't forget about every game. You'll never get better or maintain your success. So, um, you know, we did a lot of good things defensively tonight that we need to bring in game seven. And hopefully we can move on to the third round. Mark Kisled, Denver Post. For Nate, um, you, you said a year ago when Kale McCarr came in as a, as a fresh off of college campus that, that you could tell that he had the calm for the moment. How could you tell Hutch, who's been a veteran but never been in this situation, was ready for this moment? And has, he certainly performed very well. Hutchie? Yeah, um, Hutchie. How could you tell he was ready? Or could you tell he was ready? Uh, I know. I mean, I... I had no doubts or anything. Um, you know, he when he came from Toronto, he he played really well for us, and we had no reason to believe he wouldn't play well. Um, you know, obviously, like Miko said, he hasn't played it for a while, um, but you know, he he was looking great in practice. He was working really hard. Um, you know, great training camp. You know, I, you know, obviously, it's it's not easy for him, and you know, the composure that he's had in the net. Um, he's a big guy, takes up a lot of room in there. And, um, you know, we're very thankful that we have three very capable goalies. And, you know, he's definitely stepped up. Take the last question for the guys, Ryan Clark, The Athletic. This one's for either one of you. We've heard Jared say that when it comes to Michael Hutchinson, he's just such a beloved guy. What has he done in such a short amount of time that's made him such a welcomed presence here and he's kind of galvanized himself with your roster? Um, yeah, um, like I said, it's, 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 it's so comforting to have a guy in the net that we can, uh, you know, we count on, we count on all three goalies, uh, that played, you know, but, but when he's making routine saves, he's making, you know, tough saves, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, we gave up some good looks tonight, you know, as good as offensively as we were, we definitely gave up some looks that he came up big on, um, and he calms things down for us. You know, he, he allows us to make mistakes and, and cover our asses. Um, which is very comforting and, like you said, galvanizes the team for sure. Um, you know, we feel, we feel very confident, you know, when, when our goalie's playing like that and really happy for Hachi.
Thanks, guys. All right, so uh, <laughs> there's a couple of sound bites in there that are <clears throat> now becoming social media gold. Uh, the dog shit comment, obviously, people are loving that. And then just kind of forcing the press to ask Miko a question. And it wasn't like a, a sarcastic, well, maybe it was sarcastic, but it wasn't like this frustration, like just stop asking me questions. I don't want to answer questions. It was more of like, he has this mentality of we're a team. Like any of those questions that were asked of him could have been asked to either one of them. And then every single question after that from the press was, well, this one is for either one of you too. <clears throat> if he hadn't stopped that, he might've gone that entire press conference uh, and Miko ranted and not say a thing. It's how it is. Like people want to hear from the superstars and that's all well and good. <clears throat> and he knows he is a superstar, but he is on a team and he's on a team that everybody is doing things to win. So he wants his teammates to get their due. And I loved that. I absolutely loved that. And he was just blunt and just somebody asked Miko a question. <laughs> loved it. Now, what the one thing that he did say was about the <clears throat> the third period in game six, uh, how they came out in period two and kind of really took the game over and then locked everything down in the third. That could be something huge that they rely on going into game seven, knowing that because this series has been going so much back and forth and so many lead changes and goals coming in bunches, knowing that they can get a lead and then clamp down and hold that lead is huge. Because if it, you know, you've been going this whole series having a lead and then losing it. And they finally had a lead and played excellent and 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 they did the same thing in game six. But game six, you know, they, they gave up a couple goals and you know they, they, they were up the entire game. But you had given up goals. In this one, you gave up the one, and then that was it. And then you you scored four unanswered. And Dallas was throwing everything they could at you, and you were stopping everything. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. I mean, even if you want to throw in game five where they didn't give up the lead, um, you can throw that in there. Go ahead. Because now that you know, okay, now we have two games where we've taken the lead and not surrendered it. It's huge. Um, and And we're going to... We're going to see it all play out. Who knows how this thing is going to go? And, you know, we all think it, or at least I do think it's going to be, you know, a high scoring game with, like I said, might need five goals to win this thing. And we have not had a shutout yet. And who knows? We'll probably get a 0 0 game in triple overtime. But I'll check the app one more time before we call it a day here. Flyers and Islanders into overtime right now. So, and uh, Golden Knights and Canucks just dropped the puck. Still no time on the game so i'm sure by the time you're listening to this in the morning or in the afternoon obviously you'll have a time but whenever it is sit down get the family ready get the jerseys on and enjoy this thing and let's hope we come out on top that's going to be it for today it's going to be it for this week we will talk about the game win lose or draw on monday's show um and hopefully we're talking about good things all right guys Enjoy the game. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!